You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Just like it had revolutionized the life of a very religious man named Saul of Tarsus who becomes the apostle penning these words. It also revolutionized the life of Titus, this uncircumcised Greek who became a spiritual son to this apostle. And it revolutionized their lives just like it revolutionized the lives of these pagan Cretans hundreds of years ago. It's a powerful message. It's a simple message. It's a timeless message. The gospel doesn't discriminate based on culture or background. It can cross borders and connect with the hearts of people on either side of any dividing line. As Pastor Danny reminds us in today's study, the message you carry is a powerful countercultural one. It took Saul, a persecutor of Christians, and set him on a course towards becoming one of their most influential leaders. In the same way, it can take any one of us and transform us from sinner to saint. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Titus chapter 1 with today's edition of The Living Word. But which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son. Today, I have become your father. Great mystery. Great truth. The incarnation. When the Holy Spirit conceived Jesus, the Christ, in the womb of that young Jewish woman named Mary. God said, today, I have become your father. That's cool stuff, man. Today, I've become your father. It's from Psalm 2, verse 7. It's a messianic, prophetic psalm about the Messiah. So God promised before the beginning of time, I'm going to offer mankind. And I know they're going to fail. They're going to sin. And they'll become sinners. And sin will come upon the whole human race. But I'm going to offer them eternal life. I'm going to save them. And I'm going to do it. And he spoke about it through my only begotten son, Jesus the Christ. I get Jesus bumps even talking about it for the third time this weekend. It's the gospel, folks. Back in Titus, look. The hope of eternal life which God who does not lie promised before the beginning of time. And at his appointed season, he brought his word, which he promised before the beginning of time, to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior. It gets even more cool. God promised it before the beginning of time. And then in the fullness of time, he fulfilled what he promised by sending His one and only Son, Jesus the Christ, to die for the sins of the world, and then for those that would receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, which includes me, He gave me the command and the privilege to go into all the world and preach this good news of eternal life to every creature. And I get to stand here and preach it to creatures like you. (laughs) Isn't that cool? What do you mean, creatures like us? To Titus, my true son, and our common faith. Did you get that? The only thing Titus has in common with Paul is their common faith. 
Titus is an uncircumcised Gentile. That Paul, before he met Jesus Christ and was cleansed of all the religion that he had grown up with, he would have never hung out with Titus. Because circumcised Pharisees don't hang out with uncircumcised Gentiles. But now, he says to Titus, my true son in our common faith. And the only thing that made their faith common was the simplicity of it. It's Jesus. It's the gospel message. It's the death, the burial, the resurrection. It's not a common faith in a religious attainment. It's not a common faith in a religious observance. It's none of that. It has nothing to do with law. has nothing to do with religion. has to do with the gospel. The Titus, my true son, in our common faith. The gospel invaded this pagan culture on the island of Crete. And just like it had revolutionized the life of a very religious man named Saul of Tarsus, who becomes the apostle, pinning these words, it also revolutionized the life of Titus, this uncircumcised Greek, who became a spiritual son to this apostle. And it revolutionized their lives just like it revolutionized the lives of these pagan Cretans hundreds of years ago. It's a powerful message. It's a simple message. It's a timeless message. And it's a message that can be preached in any culture because the culture of Christianity is unique to any culture. Now, that brings us to verse 5. Well, even before I read that, you know how unique we are when I say creatures like you and talk about Paul and Titus and the only thing they have in common? Listen, Leave here just a minute. Let me just digress just for a minute. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. You're all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you were baptized into Christ. All of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Savior. This passage is not trying to uh, get rid of gender distinctions. It's just saying, look, in Christ, we're all one. We're the most unique bunch of people in all the world. Ephesians chapter 2, listen to this. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, For he, Jesus himself, is our peace who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, not only between Jew and Gentile, but between any people of any background, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulation. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, making peace. And in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. Let me read you one more passage. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, also written to people of very pagan backgrounds. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, don't you know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. But I love what he says next. <laughs> And this is what some of you were, creature. But you were washed. 
you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. In other words, when you receive the gospel, all of a sudden the gospel and the power of the gospel so impacted your life and my life that you are not now what you once were. You're a new creation. All things passed away. All things continually becoming new. I mean, that's just great stuff. Great stuff. Listen, the church is a kaleidoscope of incredibly diverse backgrounds, cultures, pagans, and religious zealots, and all come together under one banner, the banner of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's so cool. Okay, back to the text. That was a nice digression. That brings us to verse 5. The gospel invaded the island of Crete. Churches sprang up. And now part of Titus's responsibility to make sure that these churches remain spiritually strong and continue to grow spiritually, here's his instruction. Verse 5. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might straighten out what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, the husband of but one wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer is entrusted with God's work, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered. Now, the Cretans would have noted that because they were quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, and they were violent. Not pursuing dishonest gain. And these guys were pursuing dishonest gain all the time and cheating and lying in order to gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. And then finally, he must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught. He's talking about the purity of the message of the gospel so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Now, sometimes when we teach through a passage like this, we spend a lot of time on the character qualities of an elder in a local church. But that's not what we're going to do. And I'll tell you why. You could look at each one of those character qualities, and you could do a message about each one of the character qualities. But here's the bottom line. These are character qualities of true godliness. Now, how did we start out? Verse 1. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ for the faith of God's elect and the knowledge of the truth, the gospel that leads to godliness. It doesn't just save you. It's not just fire insurance. It changes your life. Having a solid foundation of faith includes having a solid knowledge of who God is and what He's done for you. You'll be able to find that in the Bible. As you grow in your relationship with God, we encourage you to spend as much time as you can reading His Word and holding the truth of those words close. Take some time to read the passage from Titus that Pastor Danny shared today, or read ahead before you join us next time. God promises to speak through His Word and through the Holy Spirit, and we know that you'll be blessed each time you dive into the doctrine of your faith. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Danny, visit ccfstpete.church 
and click on the Sermons tab. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there to get updated content each time we post it. We love connecting with our listeners, so also stop by our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Join in the conversation, and we'll add some positive encouragement to your newsfeed. Before our time is up with you for the day, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you pray for us each time you tune into the Living Word? Pray that we keep listening to God and following His plan for our program. Please pray, too, for protection and open hearts among those who will be tuning in next time. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Thanks for being a part of our time here today. Join Pastor Danny next time for another edition of The Living Word.